Hey, what's up? You see any good games over the weekend? Before we get started, Jeff, I just want to say that our podcast today is sponsored by Jenny's Ice Cream and Season 3 of Ted Lasso, coming soon to Apple TV. Now, Jenny's <laughs> Jenny's Ice Cream is making a Ted Lasso partnership ice cream called Biscuits with the Boss. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, shortbread biscuits, just like Ted Lasso makes. Just like the ones uh, he makes. Yeah, and it's going to be salty, creamy, everything you want, alongside a brand new season of the most heartwarming comedy in television history. We just want to thank our sponsors at Jenny's Ice Cream for sponsoring you, this podcast. All right. I don't so think we had agreed on a rate for sponsorship before this, but I know that I am now entitled to $5,000 from that. No, you will get exactly 50% of the proceeds. <laughs> I'll get exactly 50%. It's almost like I already have exactly 50% of the proceeds right now. <laughs> it's in stock options uh, that you're being paid. Uh, all right. You asked me if I watched any matches this weekend, Jeff. Let's, let's, oh, you clicked it and I clicked it. <laughs> They really got to make that thing not happen. Sorry, that's a little so, bit inside so the, baseball. But the, if we both the, click the same thing at the same time, we both really want something to happen on this podcasting thing, it doesn't happen because we turn it off. Uh, I'm pretty turned off already, so no actions required. Uh, <laughs> but the banner scrolling on the bottom for our Twitch feed says, go ahead, fucking say whatever you want, Jeff. So I'm going to do that. Go ahead, okay, say cool. whatever you want, Jeff. I'm glad you gave me this opportunity because I thought of something mean. Um, <laughs> no, uh, actually, I'm not sure if it's mean. You told me that there's a game we can play later, so this was going to be an almost game that I had for you. It's a, it's a bit, of, it's a would you rather a one this is, would. You... This is not a game. Soccer <laughs> is not a game, Jeff. You think it's a game? No. Um, would you rather, Skyler, win the Carabao Cup? Or would you rather beat your biggest rival seven to nil? I, I think you could frame this differently. You could say, would you rather win the Carabao Cup or not lose to your biggest rival seven nil? Like the the absence of the negative, which if I could choose to like keep the Carabao Cup and a seven nil defeat to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. or lose the cup and wipe away the memory of that ever happening. Do you want to go silver line or not silver linings playbook? What's it called? Sunshine of this eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Right. Do I want to give up all the good and the bad I had with that really hot girlfriend? Or do I just, oh. do I want to deal with it? And that's, that is the tough question because of course you'd rather beat your biggest rival seven, nothing than win the smallest cup. But Are that's you sure? not... Okay, so that's like a no-brainer for you? Yeah, like for a week of making Liverpool fans feel like shit uh, yeah. is probably worth more than a Carabao Cup. It's probably not worth more than an FA Cup, Europa, or Champions League, or Premier League. So the line is somewhere between Carabao Cup and FA Cup. Like I, didn't know I, I didn't know I had to have an opinion on this until this yeah. weekend, Jeff. <laughs> it was, not, it was um, not a future I was preparing myself for. Inner City's Fair Cup? This was this was the inner city's unfair cup. If you remember that callback, <laughs> oh man! Uh, so uh, so Jeff, you probably saw more of the match than me. <laughs> probably. Um, 
Did, wait, did so did you cut it off at what point then? Did you cut it so off? So I watched like so the or? first half I thought it was about 50-50 even up it was up one until nil the goal. at halftime, right? But but let's there was 40 something minutes where it was nil-nil. Okay. Uh, and I want to say you saw minutes where Liverpool was highly dangerous, but then you saw like we weren't playing our best. We we're playing kind of about the same as the shittiest we have played in recent weeks, but still gotten results playing that shitty. Mm. So we were still doing the things that made me, made you think, Oh, Rashford's just going to get a goal out of nowhere or Bruno's gonna, I don't know. And then when Liverpool scored in recent weeks, when someone else scores first, it feels like it just pisses off the team. They come back and they win two one or, or, or we earn a, a, an unlikely draw or any of those things happen. It didn't feel that way this time. Uh, Casemiro kind of didn't look like himself and reports, who knows if they're true or not, but reports were that he kind of had like a little on-field injury in like the ninth, eighth or ninth minute, uh, which I'm not saying that's an excuse because there are no excuses for what I, what, what I saw part of. Um, But, but yeah, there were, there was like a lot sort of happening. Like Liverpool had started to play better uh, and at the time when I got, I have to say, we, we are literally driving a car that we should have gotten gas five exits to go in. I don't think even rival fans, I don't think even Arsenal fans would say, yeah, United definitely reinforced the, the proper amount. And like, and, and for the, just the number of games we played with no rest, yeah. three games a week is like, it's not sustainable. I did not think that the other shoe would drop at Anfield in the same exact game that like Darwin Nunez figured out how to play Premier League football. Yeah. Um, so, so to answer your question, I turned it off once it was two nil on the other side of halftime, I was like, Oh no. Oh, wow. At, you, because you because, beat the traffic. Well, cause I also started getting fucking texts already. Uh, and so I decided to do what I think anyone should do. If you're watching at home, prioritize your own mental health. If you feel like watching yeah. what feels like a beatdown is about to happen, d- does the suffering through that beatdown help? Like, do you get an extra fan badge five years later for having sat yeah. there and watched a snuff film starring the thing that you love the most? Yeah. I mean, you you kind of weirdly, you pulled a fever pitch. Because, um, I mean, actually, in many respects, because... Like you remember the end of that movie, right? Have you seen the soccer well, version of that or the Jimmy Fallon version only, or not? I've seen not the Jimmy Fallon version because gross Red Sox, like <laughs> yeah, travesty. But also, like I, I would only I didn't see that was it the Colin Firth film. I think that's him. I honestly, I just I'm read the book. Actor. I've only read the book, and I read it a long time ago. So when it comes to like endings, no, I don't recall. But basically, like he—it's in a season sort of, sort of like this one where Arsenal is like challenging for the league and maybe even in front for a bunch of it. But there's another team that almost everyone deep down thinks is a better team and can't believe are in second place to Arsenal, and that team is Liverpool. But then by the end of the season, I think it's the very last game of the season is Arsenal away at Anfield, and all Liverpool have to do is not lose by two goals and they win the league. And basically he's watching the game and he becomes despondent and then he just like goes for a walk. And then while he's on the walk, he figures out that Arsenal have won. And then he like celebrates as if he had watched it basically. 
Yeah, mine sounded a little different than that. Uh, yeah, yours is like that, except if it ended in like a plane crashing into your childhood home. Yeah, instead, I, like the 50th minute, I was just like, fuck this. And I didn't go on a walk, but what I did go on was a five-hour VR kick. <laughs> oh, right, you did tell me that. I, I was imagining that happening at full time, though. So the fact that you were doing that as like five more goals, like, well well done looking into the crystal ball and seeing that that wasn't going to end well. Well, it didn't hurt that like at that point I could check Reddit and just see that like a new highlight clip for each goal would get added like one minute later. So it's yeah. like, okay, confirmation of <laughs> what felt, but it, I gotta say like United have suffered some sincere beatdowns in the last few years, like in the Ole and Rangnick years. Like, like serious humiliation. Like, much of it cost Ole his job. Uh, like, 5-0 at Liverpool, I want to say, was it 6-1 at City and then later on 6-3 at City? Was that is that right? You would probably know better than me, but that's all ringing a bell, yes. Why? I walk I walk out of those when it starts getting that <laughs> bad. Like, when, when I see someone walk into my Thanksgiving dinner and start shooting my family, I don't go, I don't take my seat. <laughs> you don't hope for the comeback <laughs> you don't maybe we could turn this thanksgiving around no i'm like to my cousin i'm like hey are you okay he's not responding i got i'm gonna go uh <laughs> if it's okay with you i'm just gonna box a few things up and get <laughs> out of here <laughs> i brought this whiskey but nobody wanted any so i think i'll just I, take I'll it just take, it's not even open pretend like i wasn't here um I, I so I don't know where I don't know where to start because I didn't I didn't watch the high like why would I want to watch the Darwin Nunez goals like why would I want to see that I've read sure. I've read a lot I've, and I and I and I understand maybe more from like reaction videos like uh, I see you want to talk about Bruno next so I'll save my comments about that but um, like players that had been playing really really well. And not drop their heads once, even though maybe they've had a lot of excuses to like, we're, mm. we're exhausted, we're we're having a fight, you know, constantly. Yeah. It was this, this felt like a, like a straw that broke the camel's back kind of situation. So I got to hope that they can rally for Real Betis uh, tomorrow. Betis? Betis, I believe. But yes. Re Real um... Betis. Real Betis. <laughs> I hope they, they're going to really beat now. Um, I I want to go on the record while because this is clearly a good time for me to like pile on and be a dick. But if you want, I to. I am just not as into score lines as most soccer fans are. You know what I mean? Like when people talk about like that big Brazil defeat to Germany, it's like still such a traumatic incident. Or like the way that a lot of Arsenal fans will talk about, um, you know, the 8-2 drubbing a few years back at Old Trafford. Or, you know, like Arsenal twice in a row, like we had a 5-2 comeback against Spurs and then we had another 5-2 the next, the very next time we met them. And like there are certain score lines that live in infamy and I know them because people talk about them a lot. But like for me, like if you go down by a couple goals, then you have to throw a lot of guys forward to try to score. And then, you know what I mean? Like for me, it's very much worth the risk of losing by four or five or even seven, really. Like if you can, if you could possibly salvage a point or if you even just like 
could score some goals and like end the, the game on a high note. And I think it's, I think this is like a massively overrated thing culturally within the game. Like, I don't understand why the scoreline matters so much. Like beyond goal difference, it doesn't matter. We know why. It's about like on one end banter, and on the other end, it's like toxic masculinity, right? Like, look how badly I humiliated you. Look how tough I am. I and I know if the scoreline were the opposite, this would not be the narrative that I'm that I'm peddling. Sure, but like that is what (laughs) it is. That's what sports sports is like. Legal warfare. Yeah. It's it's warfare where I, not always nobody gets hurt, but like nobody's meant to get hurt. Um, it's meant to be non-lethal. It doesn't always live up to that. Yeah. So Liverpool just nuked Manchester, and they want to dance on our graves. And then sure. all other fans that hate United from decades past are like, "Oh, that grave looks pretty nice. I think I'll dance on it too." Like, <laughs> and then I'm sitting here like taking like where I'm taking it even though like i didn't fucking do anything wrong i prepared like i i wore the right kit i went running the day before what what more do you want from me you didn't blame yourself for any sort of superstitions or anything did you touch the doorknob three times and spin around twice before you sat down and well right before the match i said to a friend hey i'll text you in a a few hours after we've beaten liverpool seven nil and immediately (laughs) you said seven nil yeah, I said, we'll beat them 7-0, and it'll be humiliating. And I kept sort yeah. of uh, adding details. I said, and Darwin Nunez definitely won't score. Like yeah. Two own goals by Darwin Nunez, calling it now. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It it sucks. It, like, I, I, I feel like having th- – this one hurts more – and a lot, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, because it's Liverpool. No, this doesn't hurt more because it's Liverpool. This hurts more because I think this team is better than a 7-0 beating in the way that last year we weren't better than a 5-0 or a 6-1 or a 6-3. Mm. Like, we earned those results, and our rivals were often not even getting out of second gear to get them. So, like, this team mm. has progressed so much that I'm just annoyed because this loss, which is a deserved loss, like – a lot of people are trying to invalidate the previous 30 fucking matches when really like, I don't think you can do that. And I think you were kind of saying that with like, like it's a loss, but you, but score lines are not everything to you. I mean, the crazy thing about it and not to like pile on, but there used to be at the beginning of that game, you guys were 13 goal difference, like numbers ahead of Liverpool. You had, you were, and then by the end you were one behind them because that's how the math works which is insanity. But beyond that, beyond the actual goal difference of how it affects the table, like I really, I don't get bothered about it too much. Like when, and it has happened to Arsenal like a few times um, in recent years. And I, it doesn't bother me all that bad. And so I hope that uh, you (laughs) can just have my opinion instead of yours. Cause yours would probably be harder to have. It, when when let's just say we know my social life is uh not not exactly you're not gonna look at my calendar and go oh look at all the many events you do and the and the the rich friend life you have like i spend so much of my life reading and watching manchester united centric content yeah and even and then even more time you know rest of league rest of world Mm. stuff just to stay on that so like from like sunday Monday, Tuesday, even today, it's like all still kind of like a hangover, unwatchable. Still. It's unwatchable yeah. because it's like 
it's either people going still going after us right over it or it's people being defensive over it i go i go i have a i had a performance review at my job yesterday somebody makes a comment like oh i knew you were gonna have a good performance review so i told our boss to to speed that to, to actually have it earlier because you needed it like people People are uh, people are are like talking. People who don't watch <laughs> Premier League or watch soccer are like, "Wow!" Being like, "Are you okay? I heard nine eleven happened." <laughs> <They> like, <laughs> they have a Google alert set for if if Man United get beat by more than four goals. They're like, "Skyler, your Fitbit said it was worried to all of us." <laughs> um, your Fitbit right, is so, sending out cries so for help. Can we just can we run through this gauntlet of other topics related to the game so that we can just get it over with? Rip off yeah. the the wax. If there's, I didn't I didn't want to sort of change the subject from your misery too soon, but I will say like I there was some smart Arsenal person whose name I forgot probably on Twitter that had a really interesting question about this. That sort of I didn't even realize I was thinking about it until like they put it completely into words, but it was like what is your joy to dread ratio with this? Like the joy of seeing a rival get trounced is funny. But then on the other hand, like the dread that comes with knowing we have to play away at Anfield in a few weeks. And it looks like this is a team where it never quite made sense for them to be in ninth place. Like, weren't they one of the best teams that had ever been put together like last season even? And so it it did make sense though, because they lost the hardworking midfield that they, that got them there. So yeah. sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Please keep going. But I mean, like, but you even even when like even if you're saying this is not as good of a team as it was last year, which I think is absolutely true. Like they never struck me as mid table, which they were for this like a good chunk of the season. And I think now you look Chelsea? and they're all. I think Chelsea is so disorganized that I could buy that. And like I think there's a lot of talent on that team, but like this is different. Like. I don't look at Liverpool as being a dumpster fire in the same way that Chelsea is, but I don't know. Long story short, I do worry that they're starting to hit a little bit of a stride right before we, you know, this is a match that I would have loved to have played like two months ago and already gotten the three points and it'll be a really key fixture, you know, because I think we have that either right before I want to say we go play city. So that's going to be a tough, run of away games in the north against teams with really good players. I mean Darwin Nunez just himself if he he has the most xG in the league right now. And so per game, even more than Holland, but he just couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And so if that is a uh, if we that's going to change we didn't we didn't teach him that though. That's what's kind of weird. It's not like, "Oh, now I know where the goal is." Like <laughs> That's not. I don't know. I mean, that, but it, there's such a big mental, emotional swing that comes from like we you just, know, putting we just it beat together. Barcelona and won a cup. So like the emotional swing is yeah, but like it doesn't. It's not predictive of future results. Clearly, like that. I'm I'm living in this chaotic world where like you can't follow a straight line to really know what's going to happen. Uh, but I do I we, do feel like you can follow an upward trajectory in Liverpool's form over the last few months. Like even like pre to post World Cup, they've been a different team. You, you can follow it for us too. True. And that true. and that upward that they were they were two wins away from a quadruple. So like if anything, us the 
the, the, the worst student in the fifth grade last year, like suddenly being first percentile in a lot of ways is, is like, that was a straight line where you're like, Oh wow. That's it's clear that change is happening and that they're improving and that they're way better in way ahead of schedule. And then this happens. So like, I don't, what can you believe? You just kind of have to watch a game and sit down and go, I have no idea what's happening. Like an old person walking through a Walmart, you need just to <laughs> like look for signs and yeah, hope yeah, that yeah. someone will help like you along the way. Old person posting on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, is this Cracker Barrel that I went to last Thursday? <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> Um, did you want right. to? Did you want to talk about? We Bruno should talk about Bruno since we've been saying that we're going to talk about Bruno for a while. Um, I I'm assuming that you've seen the video. Well, there's actually been quite a lot of Bruno content going around, and it sounds like you've right. Quite, All of it's it? been dispelled, so it's going to be a quick conversation. All of it has been dispelled. Um, so Except, the, well, so so there's the referee assistant bit, the linesman yeah. bit, and then there's the. Does Bruno, does Bruno want to get subbed off thing that Gary Neville started, which is not what happened, but. I mean, the, the Bruno content that I have seen the most of, there is one where it's, I mean, the fan outrage before I'd seen the clip, I thought he must've pushed this guy in anger, sort of like to his face in that, like, do you want to start something sort of way? That's what I was imagining. And then when I saw the clip, I'm like, you're the really still initiated. not allowed to do that. But like, the linesman initiates contact. So like you don't he? want yes, that's that's that is what the entire next day, the day after mm-hmm. the reaction to the reaction was watch watch the larger clip, the linesman initiates, and yes, Bruno should not do that across the board, but it's not the usual situation where it's player coming to fuck with linesmen. Yeah. And like if anything, it's doing that weird move that like I don't know. Like I've done this in a testy moment, I think before, where you're like, you're just walking by someone, but you're also like, like a little, like it had like a, it definitely had a little bit of, uh, it had like 1% malice to it, which is probably more than you should be allowed to have with the referee. I'm very surprised. I mean, the thing that every Arsenal fan has been jumping up and down on their chairs about this week has been like, they're investigating Arsenal for their celebrations because the bench came off, which happens like a lot when it's a goal in the 97th minute or it's whatever. Like, that's like pointless bureaucracy at this point. Like who cares? Right. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I, I am sort of surprised. Like that's the kind of thing where I really don't think they would have been out of line retroactively giving him some sort of punishment. But like, don't, isn't it weird how, like, it seems like every match these days has some, like, well, there's the match, and then there's the post-match litigation. Yeah. I mean, part it's of like that the is var, like, It's VAR for matches. It's VAR for whole results. Like, yeah. hey, we're not done fucking you yet. Get back here. Yeah. I mean, and I think part of that is just, there's just a lot more high-definition footage of games than there's been in the past. You know, I think in the past, there's a lot of stuff that just flew under the radar, there's way more people spending way more time like editing videos. Like, I mean, even right. just like you're on social media and people will be like, I put together, like I did some edits. Like, when did that become a noun edit? <laughs> like that is a verb there. But anyway, it, it's just like, there's just a culture of like overanalyzing things and looking at, looking at a lot of video. I do think that Bruno is pretty far out of line on that. And then just emotionally, there were moments in it where he was, 
pretty hysterical. And, you know, like I, I, the one thing that I can say, and I sort of already said it is if, if you're losing by a large margin because you're throwing bodies forward and you're playing very aggressively, I think that that is very sort of defensible. It's just a tactic. And sometimes, you know what I mean? It's a high risk, high reward kind of thing. Um, as we'll get to in the Arsenal game later, like, you know, sometimes you do come back from 2-0 down when you play like that. We played with six forwards for a lot of that game. Um, Not against the same caliber of opponent. It's certainly a different caliber of opponent. But I, th- I think that the, the right move would have been the same either way. What I think is not defensible, it, like there were moments in Carragher sort of like had this viral clip where he's tearing Bruno apart. And I think correctly where, you know, Bruno's just sort of, He's just he's so exhausted by that game that he's just like hanging out and not getting, you know what I mean? It's like, it's one thing if you get caught going forward because you're desperately trying to score the goal to get you back in it. If you're just like jogging back and you're like standing in an offside position when your team is on defense kind of thing, like it's hard to defend that. So I do think that right. I think he well, has a lot to answer for in that game. I'm not saying that, that that's wrong. I mean, when you were talking earlier about score lines, like you don't seven nothing is the result of five nothing. Does that make any sense? Like a yeah. lot of these a lot some of these players had never been beaten that badly before. And then other ones yeah. who were on the team last year thought that <laughs> like, they had yeah, put that but, had, but thought that they had put that behind them you know like yeah, so it's yeah, almost yeah. like this shit again it'd be like your third car accident in a year kind of thing where you're just like i i get i get the human reaction to that level of embarrassment yeah um you'd hope that one nil down they keep their heads together uh but like who's ever come back from like three nil down at anfield like whoever right we never have not not in my adult life um sorry dude i'm like <laughs> so so does does bruno have flaws and is one of them emotional being an emotional player yes do i identify with that myself yes uh <laughs> like I, like is is it to be a, pro- a professional footballer you've got to like never react because i feel like i see a mo- i see that sort of bullshit from players all the time and i feel like yeah. united just gets or it just from the media and- People in everyday life that are 20 years older than him. People in everyday life. But if we're talking just Premier League, I feel like I see Klopp do shit all the time. that I'm like, wow, he should get a fucking ban for that. But because he's Jurgen Klopp, he's passionate. He can do whatever he wants. Like, Hmm. I honestly think that there is a very... Like, you sent me... uh, You wouldn't know this if you're listening. But Jeff texted me (laughs) uh, this past weekend about, like... We we had a conversation where Jeff said something along the lines of... we need we need a world where not all referees are from Manchester. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I, my reaction to Jeff was, Jeff, have you been huffing some, like, Arsenal brand glue? And then, like, got into a deeper discussion just about, like, oh, well, referees are people who are from a place and therefore there is a bias. Right. Look at who the pundits are. Yeah. Which I have less of a problem with because but, I get that that is, like, Fox News slash WWE. Like, these are characters, like, go for it. But to say, oh, it's Fox News, that's acceptable. Like, that's Fox News isn't <laughs> acceptable, Jeff. So the soccer analog shouldn't uh, be acceptable either. But it's like, it's all of these players who hate United, and and all it takes is what for them to spot one thing. Like, ooh, I'm gonna fucking go in on Bruno now. Like, I honestly think he he 
and by extension of being part of this team, this team, like we, any, like who's talking about Southampton losing, what was it? Nine to nil, nine to something. Like no one's talking about that. Four days later, they weren't talking about it. So if Southampton had just beaten Barcelona over two legs and lifted a cup, then I think it would be a much more interesting conversation to have. They just suck. It's more interesting that you guys lost that way. I genuinely think the conversation for this season starts and ends with the queen dies and we don't play a match for a fucking month while everyone else goes through their schedule, which is already too many matches for a modern athlete to, to put themselves through. Then we say, don't worry guys. Uh, We know you missed all semester. We're just going to have you learn everything the day and a half before the final. Like that's what playing this many matches with no, not even a single week where there's midweek off, not a single one. And it goes back to fucking world cup. Cup. It goes, but it goes. So they played the world cup after a month of sit at home because the queen died and Manchester feels that deeply. Um, All the London team should play though, by all means, all the London team should play. So like there's a there is there is truly a competitive disadvantage to having to play that many matches back to 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 back. True. Like and 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 no one no one can say well we've had the same shit go of it. Nobody had had this bad of a fixture congestion. Name one club. You're making the face, but mathematically it's this isn't an opinion piece. We're pretty, we're pretty close. I mean, we're we've you played didn't have like a what, month off. You three. You, we you've did, been knocked we did. out, of, but you've been knocked out of certain competitions. So there's we, that. We're not going to the league cup. So that I think you guys played an extra two, or was it three games in that? And then you played two games in the Europa League that we didn't play. But we had the same problems with because there were some London teams that were like weirdly allowed to play, but Arsenal was not one of those. And I think we still have like games in hand on like, I don't know. We were in the same boat that way. When we played Newcastle for the Carabao cup, if you looked at the run in for both teams, it's like, I think we played 11 games in the span that they played four or five games in. Yeah. That that's perspective. This is for a cup. This is for like, it's not, it's, it, it'd be the, I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm I'm mad because it's just like United sucks now. Look at Bruno, he's a baby. Like when really it's like all things are not necessarily equal, even over the course of a full Premier League season. Different teams have different numbers of games that they have to play. Uh, like it, I'm like upset about that. And because when I'm getting it from Liverpool fan friends or just other friends who needs friends uh <laughs> but like when i'm getting it all i'm seeing is well if 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 the team wasn't fucking exhausted i'm sure it wouldn't be seven nil that's i can say that with total confidence are we winning probably not like i can't make a bold swing of sure. seven goals like that but i can say like the seven nil like the players that are on the field are too good to get beaten by anybody seven nil because up until that point i feel like we were competitive with any team in the world like any team in the world, beating Barcelona, who is leading La Liga by a lot, means that. Beating yeah. City means that. Like, yeah, we split the season series with with you guys. I think that means we're competitive. Like, yeah, like like all of that all pointed to we're competitive, but you're seeing signs of fatigue. Game for like the last five matches, it's been like Erickson was gone, and it was like fuck, we're already tired. 
Um, I, 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 because I feel like you could then counter argument. Well, why doesn't Ten Hag rotate more? Because the players he's got to rotate with suck. So like, yeah, I uh, mean the other one that's kind of a, a bit of a, a nuclear grenade to throw in, but it you could say that you know there might have been a tactical starting of children to be done in the League Cup if you're worried about fixture congestion and you're not going to strengthen over the winter break. I mean, I think like. We, I, I was surprised that we went out quite as early as we did, but like Arteta, who has not rotated the squad much at all in important games, put in like six players that we hadn't seen um, during that cup uh, when we crashed out of the League Cup. And then we also crashed out of the FA Cup as well. So I, I think that, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we played multiple of those matches since you've been knocked out. So like that by itself is extra matches. But my right. point was with the with the month off from the league, it's not that you're playing less league matches than us. We're just make we were making them up in less time with these extra matches on top. Extra, extra, and each yeah. Europa League match, which I know you know you're still in the Europa League, that's two legs each. Like it's just too many fucking matches. You have to have a team of 30 first teamers to like get through all the shit at this point. And it's greed that's at the fucking core of it. So right. like I just I'm it all comes back to the Glazers. It, it all it's com- always- no, the Glazers. The Glazers have never personally backed any coach with their money. They backed Ten Hag with our credit card in the summer, and then didn't back him in the winter when we were in a great position to get even closer to you guys to City. Like, was I don't that know, to man. do with the possible sale at that point, or what was or is that? Is that a really nice thing that they could say to not spend money right now? I mean. Well, but what, do you think it's just selfishness, or do you think it was more like pointed selfishness? Because of, I like, think there's something zero, to do with there's the no sale. money. There's no money from how poorly they spent the money. Oh, no levers to be the pulled. Su- the summer was literally. I'm going to buy an engagement ring on a credit card. Ask me how I know what that's like. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff, will you? Uh, no, I. I'm just. I'm. I'm like. I feel like I'm mad and I'm upset. But like, what am I supposed to do? Say you're right. You're right, Liverpool fan. We suck. Uh, soccer's over forever. Like, am I supposed but I, to do but that? But the thing is, like, I really don't think that you suck. I think that, like, I think you'll go win tomorrow night. You know what I mean? Like, I think that you're, like, a good team, and this was, like, one terrible day at the office. And I think, like, maybe one of the best or most poignant things that I think you've said so far today was, like, 7-0 happens because of 5-0. There's a point where you, you sort of you're not the same team anymore. I mean, you could look at the face of Bruno Fernandez, certainly, but I think many of the players on the field were like, they were not playing their game from like the 70th minute on because of the way that the game was going. And if, even if you were going to play, you know, a second leg of that against Liverpool right now, it probably wouldn't be seven nil because they've, well, we did play a second leg of that. We we did play a second leg of that in the beginning of the season. And it was our first, not, shocking win of the season right you both yeah it's kind of an odd like i felt like with both well no that's not true but I was we, we say played them in year both whatever won when you weren't supposed to but we played them in year x of klopp and week x of ten hog so like yeah. we beat them when ten hog had just basically put all the, his little knickknacks and tchotchkes on his desk yeah and it so, was also, I feel like when you guys beat them the first time, we didn't know that they weren't that good yet. So, like, I feel like at the time, it, it kind of felt like, oh, this is like a victory against the top two or three teams. And then later, it was like, they, oh, maybe they just suck. But then are they they're not such a weird good? team to quantify. 
Are they not good, or is this just what happens when you have to gig and press for like six straight years, and the number of fixtures you play each year goes up and up and up? Like, I feel like by getting more football, we're getting less quality football over the the course of a year. Well, it is a double whammy, like you alluded to, where it's like not only has the have the tactics become more demanding on players, but so is the schedule. So you're playing more games that are all harder. I don't know. I think we're both going to see it because, I mean, we might not be playing clop ball exactly, but we're all in that same sort of family of modern pressing, passing kind of football that, I mean, I think loosely you could call, it definitely has some gig and pressing influence to it. Um, so I don't know. We'll see if uh, we run the legs off of all the players that we love. I feel soon. like we've run the legs off of this topic, hopefully forever on this podcast. Uh, so Jeff, How about go some- ahead. Joyous news, Skylar. Um, I, before we get into the joyous news that came uh, from the men's game, because that was arguably... What, wait, what joyous news? Um, on Sunday, my daughter Ava and I went and attended the Conti Cup Final, the Women's League Cup Final. Named and... after known feminist Antonio Conte. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he is a massive supporter of uh, women's. He he actually he dropped a one hundred dollar bill accidentally, and it turned out that he was the largest sponsor of women's football in England, and so they named the cup after him. That's kind of a is sad. This is a joke that you've heard from someone else because you nope. had that ready to go. No, I didn't. Um, just very, very good on. <laughs> just uh, very you know, funny. Ex- extemporaneous, yeah. I no, guess uh, it's easier to be funny when you haven't just watched the like Shawshank Redemption of football <laughs> matches. I think it was worse than the Shawshank Schindler, Redemption. The Schind- Schindler's list of goal scorers. Even Human Centipede was only like a three nil. If you like. <laughs> oh, oh, that was hickory dickory duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was just because my O sounded like Dice Clay. I went with it. You just went um, with it. It was kind of like that, though, where it was just like a pointlessly mean joke. Um, a la Andrew Dice Clay. Um, but yeah, speaking of not that, uh, Arsenal. I, I So I'll be I'll put my cards on the table. I think you know this, that I do not follow the Women's Premier League very closely, although I'd like to like follow it more. And especially like wanting to go to games with kids, especially kids who are female like there's something nice about seeing that and it's also like you know i was able to go to a cup final for 1250 total between me and my daughter so it's just like a very nice and like lovely affordable day out um but you know i was kind of brushing up on my arsenal women's uh uh football team before we got there and i listened to the uh arscast women's podcast and the very first line they said well of course no Arsenal fan is looking forward to this cup final and it will almost surely be a dreadful result for the club, but we have somehow stumbled into it. And like basically all of our best players, uh, Medima and Meter, uh, uh, they were gone. And I think I just said one of their names wrong, but that shows you what a big fan I am. Anyway, we were supposed to lose by a lot. Chelsea came out, scored in the third minute. It wasn't looking good. It was like a very cold and cloudy and dreary day. And I thought that I was going to turn my child against sports. And then Arsenal came back and scored three in a row. And uh, it was amazing. And then I ended up having dinner in a really nice Jamaican restaurant instead of waiting outside for the train. And uh, it was a lovely day. And congratulations to the Arsenal women's team for uh, lifting a cup, even in a pretty uh, rough time for the club, I think, right now. What um, 
What was like the total outlay for going to uh, a women's Premier League match? Like the cost? Um, well, like in terms of the tickets, it was twelve pound fifty, which is pretty great. But it was actually it was a really great atmosphere. They had it down at Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace Stadium, and they sold it out. So it was nineteen thousand one hundred people in attendance. And the Arsenal, I ended up meeting some people there that were from uh, the Arsenal um, women's singing uh, group. And they like it was pretty like it was I'd say I've been to men's games at the Emirates that weren't as well supported, you know, like not maybe not the really big ones, but like I've definitely it was a packed house. The people knew the players and it was like, it was cool for me to see because that was the first game that I had attended in person. And like, you know, you, you realize that it's not just a copy and paste from the men's team over to the women's team. You know, there's like individual songs for the women that I hadn't heard before and things like that. So it was very cool. Um, I had a great time. And with that said, it was wait, coming. Is there, wait, the- is there, is there still a women's song? That's like, uh, why don't city fuck off home at the, like, I feel like there's still gotta be some of that like explicitness. It can't be like, um, I mean, yes and no, it's definitely, it's a way different crowd. I mean, not that they're like scared to say curse words or something, but it's like, I noticed maybe it's just an accessibility issue, but like way more families there, way more women, way more queer people there, way more disabled people. It was like, it felt like a, there were a lot of people that were maybe not your typical, like I'm going to go drop like 75 pounds to get through the gate sort of people were able to come, which was cool too. Like a lot of younger people. And then interestingly, like a lot of like really like hardcore, like handicap looking like old school, old men, British football fans were there. And like on some level, I think it tracks with them because like it's cheap. They don't roll around and grab their ankles every five minutes. Like the referees were letting crazy stuff go during that game. Like, I mean, it was, it was a brutal game. And I think in in a weird way, I think it's like, it's more old school football than the product on the men's side right now. And so it had like a really interesting constellation of fans that were there. I I enjoyed it. I'll definitely be back. If that, that feels to me like interesting that like, it feels like inclusion is part of the DNA of it instead of something that the league is, is posthumously trying to drape over it. Like in (laughs) the men's game where they're like, let's kick racism out of football. We're going to do this thing because there's a lot of racism in football. We need to kick that. Yeah. Cause we only learned in racism and we really regret it. (laughs) It's like, all right, Manchester United being sold to these people who don't want any of you to be alive, much less to be attending matches. Like, (laughs) <laughs> and it's interesting yeah. to, like i don't you don't hear about that kind of thing in the women's game i guess because it comes from a place of altruism just for it to even exist like women have to have to fight for those opportunities and to fight sure. for them to be even paying opportunities so like i do i do get that but my comment wasn't about like denigrating fans or anything it's more like i just want there to be like inter-team fan tribalism like like what does that mean Meaning, like, I want an Arsenal fan to hate Chelsea or Spurs. Like, I don't, they don't need to say, like, disparaging words that are slurs, you know, like, like, in order to say, fuck you, city, fuck, like, you get what I I was, that's what I like. There are some nursery rhymes that have swear words where it's just about we don't like this other team. It's not about we don't like this class of people. Oh, yeah. That was definitely alive and well there. We were, they were singing the, uh, singing the classics. 
Okay, um, so the family atmosphere is not getting in the way. That's I'm sorry, I could have asked this more directly, yeah. but like it's, it, that's what I was trying to get to. Is the atmosphere like feel PG or just it's more probably like a little bit more like the one thing I noticed, like I don't know if this is totally just my projecting onto this, but like like when we have attended Premier League games together, and pretty much every time I go, there's always a certain edge to the air. Like you always kind of feel like I could turn around and see someone get punched in the face. You know what I mean? Like there's always like that certain machismo. You like can feel it in it, the air tonight. Yeah. Like you could feel it in the air. Like a drum solo could break out at any time. And I didn't, it, it did feel a little bit less like that would happen. And even like, I don't know, like one of the, like one of the things that I dislike about some supporters of Arsenal is, you know, like when they talk about Spurs, like, there are certain, you know, like epithets that get thrown in that I'm like, we don't need that. And like, definitely didn't hear any of that there, but like, you it's know, plenty of fuck off, you know? Stuff. Yeah. There's a, which I never can, actually can call it what it is. Sure. Yeah. No, it's anti-Semitic. I was trying to just avoid, I didn't want to have to actually like say the words themselves. So I was trying is to this, allude to them, but yeah. Is this maybe like the first episode of the podcast your daughters will listen to because we've got a, a shout out that I'm like, Jeff, swear, say swears, say fucking it, swear. Say What's the slur? What is it? <laughs> write it, write it down and show it to me and our and our Twitch viewer. Yeah, yeah. The one, three of us, one Twitch season. viewer. You just see it goes beep, down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. You get a message in the chat that's like it's not the it's not the word I thought it would be. Yep. Um. But yeah, right, so, speaking of other happy things, that'll be sure to cheer you up, wait, Skyler. Did you watch this match, or is this the last match of Jeff Can't Watch Gate? Um, no, it's not the last one. So there should be several more that I can't watch. And so oh, I but didn't... There, was, there was three in a row, I thought. I think there was five out of six. Although I am gonna I am gonna I I have found some other workarounds that I'm gonna try. Um and Hot I air balloon. know how they Hot work. Hot air balloon over stadium. Yeah, no, that would work. The uh, the they Chinese method. Can they stop you from hot air ballooning over the stadium? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that they are allowed to make rules and enforce them about their airspace in this country. I think they are allowed to do that. Wait, does like does like does like the Emirates or Old Trafford or any of these places? Do they have like a a, a vertical sovereignty where like if there's if a spaceship <laughs> goes over their stadium, is it a no fly zone? Yeah, they can shoot it down if it's like a, a Blackburn Rovers satellite or something. <laughs> I it's a good question. I mean, I wonder if they don't have enough influence with like the local government to get them to make because there's a bunch of like places you're not allowed to fly drones. So it's a good question. Like uh, in front of uh, someone that you're attracted to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you definitely aren't allowed to do that. Hey, this is I my haven't... drone. Do you want to go on a date? I haven't noticed any anti-aircraft guns. I know there's like some ceremonial cannons around the arsenal ground, but I don't think they could shoot anything down. I don't know. And that's cannon. <laughs> that's cannon. Oh man! But but I, but I watched I watched uh, this match because I did not see it going the way that it went, much like Liver the Liverpool match. No. Uh, because I think were you down two 0 at one point? Yes, we were. I thought that that was that. I thought that was a capitulation happening. What I didn't see happening was seven plus minutes of stoppage time. 
It like did World Cup level. It did get to a bit of arty time, and interesting too because I mean we scored. I think it was in the ninety eighth minute, technically, because like as soon as you've ticked one second, like when it's nine ninety seven oh one, that's the ninety eighth minute, right. right? And I think that's when the goal was scored, and it was interesting because they had only given six minutes of stoppage time, and so like there had been sort of a half chance right before that. And I kind of like, when you watch it, you just, it feels like the whistle's going to blow and then it doesn't. And then Nelson's like, fuck it. Weak foot best shot in the history of the stadium, like limbs. All right. I'm going to reenact a real text message conversation between Jeff and I ready. (laughs) You hear that? Yes. That's Jeff texting me. All the refs are from Manchester. None of them like Orson. <laughs> Why do they do this to me? And then, like, like minutes later, a ref's like, just keep playing till Arsenal score. And that's what they did. And that's what happened. And that's three points. And there's no further conversation about it. But I wanted to point it out to Jeff in real time on a live podcast and a recorded yeah. podcast that it looks like the Manchester refs let you have that one. <laughs> to be fair, they also didn't. There were five VAR incidents for handballs in the box that they decided none of those should be penalties. Like, I, I was surprised that they didn't blow the whistle earlier, but I also don't think they were wrong because, like, in stoppage time, it's not like Bournemouth was like rolling the ball out quickly and being like, let's play. You know what I mean? So there probably oh. was about that much. Stoppage time and stoppage time. So I don't we know. Can debate, we can debate how stoppage time gets calculated and the science that goes behind it of six minutes. Yeah. Have a Four lot minutes. of I'm licking my finger and holding it yeah. up for the listener. <laughs> yeah. Let's definitely not have any sort of transparency when we do the uh the stoppage time. That's a that's a key part of this process because it's about feelings, as we know. It's like a Premier League referee's MySpace. It's like song I'm listening to, dashboard confessional vindicated. Uh, Moodaman, angsty, stoppage time, eight. Like, like yeah. it's like how I feel today <laughs> on my Zanga. 100%. Um, no, I mean, Arsenal Arsenal showed great spirit to, to fight back from 2-0 down to win 3-2, uh, especially considering when, like, it felt like a tie was the most likely thing that was going to happen once it hit stoppage time. Even when seven minutes went up, you're like... yeah. I don't know. Bournemouth probably deserved to get a point out of this from the first half. Uh, but the, let's just say the Plinko board uh, breaking Arsenal's way continues, which it yeah. feels like has been the story of the season. It's happened. I can't deny that it's happened. That's one of those things, you know, people talk about like, oh, well, you got to win close games if you want to win the league, which is a little bit like saying, no, you got to win want... games. <laughs> well, that too. But it's like it's a little bit like saying if you want water to be on the ground, you have to make sure that the water is puddle shaped. And it's like, no, you don't like that is just the nature of it being on the ground. The water has to be puddle shaped. Otherwise, it's not on the ground. That saying means champions often have a a touch of the Irish when they when they win a, a league, unless they're city. But my thing is that, like, you look at the margins, even when you run away with the league, you win by what? Seven, eight points. And like that's a bad that, week away from not winning the league yeah exactly like seven eight points is you know you can easily those kinds of things are easily 
you know, how many games even a really great team will have that are decided on a razor's edge of, was that a penalty or not? Was that a handball or not? Was that over the line or not? You know, like there's a million of those sorts of things. Uh, or, or even just like uh, when Reese Nelson kicks it, you know, when our backup backup kicks it with his weak foot, um, when 15 defenders in front of him for an XG of 0.00001 and it happens to go in the corner, it's like, what was the XG for that shot? Did you actually look it up? I'm, I'm sure it's not that actually, small. I think it was 0.03. So negligible. That is negligible. Like, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty. When a small. penalty, a penalty kick is what like 0.7. A penalty, I thought was like 0.9. No, because you miss a you miss like them 10%. too. Look oh. it up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is a PK in XG? I'm just going to get an answer right now. Um, this is the Google pod. All right, keep talking I'll, while I look it up. I'm going to do, uh, Jamie, can you can you Google how many? <laughs> that's uh, All right, penalty kick 0.79. So split the difference. Uh, okay, right between us. Maybe but I mean, I did you. get the digit right. I did get the, the seven. Yeah, correct. but like if it was calculated kind of like minutes, then as soon as you click over, then it's kind of like on the but 80th. Skyler, so. oh, the refs don't like Skyler, I do think that it goes beyond coincidence that like everyone in England lives in London and there are no refs from London. Like that is a strange... Why isn't there a London school of the dark arts? Like a, like a, 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 a hog, hog refs. Hografs. Welcome to Hografs, really, Harry. You're a linesman. I mean, was it you that was saying, shouldn't we be able to fix the refereeing problem with like a decent reality show where we just have a bunch of people come in and compete over it? Who's a good ref? The end. Can you yeah. run? Can you see? Do you know things? Yeah. Have you accepted any like large stacks of bills in an envelope from someone? Who's your favorite club? Oh, Tranmere Rovers. Okay, you can officially officiate in the Premier League then because they'll never be there. <laughs> There's no no bias. I don't know if that was an, a, a specific allusion to... What uh, if what you import... Name? What if... All right, all right this, is, all this right. is a crazy idea. Every top flight league in the world has to do a refereeing exchange program where you basically are only having referees who were born outside of the country. That doesn't fix it perfectly, but that yeah. will eliminate local allegiances and sort of what you're talking about, like regional sourcing issues. Like all the referees for the Premier League will be from Germany and Brazil and Canada and yeah. Nigeria. I mean, the Premier League still might legitimately have a problem with that in the sense that it's followed worldwide. But And it's all it's all old white guys. <laughs> but I also yeah, that's an interesting facet there, too. But I do think that like at the very minimum, couldn't you kill two birds with one stone? By going around, flashing your giant stacks of cash that the Premier League has and no one else has, and just get the best ref from every country right. in the world. And then, so now, not only have you brought in a bunch of quality referees, they may be less biased, too, because, like, some of them probably... I mean, honestly, like, most people... Like, I think the Premier League is very popular in Asia and Africa, from what I understand. And to a certain extent, like, in North America now and Australia. But, like... I think in South America, like they're really into La Liga because that's where all the like La Liga and then also the even the Italian league, because that's where all the sort of connections have been between, you know, there's so many people that have dual passports that way or even just the language connections. And like, that's where a lot of guys go to play. So I do actually do think they're probably sitting on a gold mine of referees that they just haven't tapped into and they should. 
Jeff, what do you think at present Premier yeah. League referees get paid? This is listed per match. Oh, I bet you it is so ridiculously low because A, salaries in the UK are way lower than you would expect. Right. And then also the referees are not very well valued. I bet you it's 850 pounds a match. It's not a bad guess. Uh, so Premier League referees in 2020-2021, this is what the article's from. I don't have a more recent one. Yeah. We're paid 1150 pounds per match that they officiate. I mean, how many how many matches? I think you probably they couldn't. can't do more than one a day, do they? No, but they but there's there's like 20 referees, right? Uh, so, are they working Saturday and Sunday then? Maybe I, I don't know, but let's say they're, pay, so. they're paid well, they're paid better than like an American teacher, obviously. But like when when the players on the field are making 15 million a year yeah. or like when Ronaldo's pulling down half a million a week. I mean, just look at the economics of that, though. Like, like how much money is gambled on the game every week? Like the referee's salary needs to be a percentage of that to and have any exists. reasonable chance of keeping stuff out of that. You bar know? exists because we want precision, but then we have hugely flawed people who have not changed at all yeah. behind the computer. So, like, if it, let's say let's let's just fuck off this per per match pay thing, but like, I think if instead of paying, let's say, a top flight referee. 200 grand a season and they're only gonna again they're they're technically athletes they need to be able to keep up with the run of play right so like you can't do you can't this isn't a job you should be able to do until you're 70 this is a job where you should be done by like 55 sure and so you've got after you train let's say you've got 25 years of doing it maybe 20 years of doing it at most you, you need to earn sort of enough. So, like, I think they should be paying them double, triple that. But not yeah. paying bad referees that. What if the whole system was like, here's your base salary. It's what it is now. Incentivized. But in, yes, you get incentivized by the review of your refereeing performance. And if you're an awesome referee, you get paid a ton. Like, you yeah. get paid, like, lower, much lower level player money, which would still be a lot. Um and then you could also take money and just create us. I don't know if PGMOL has a school, but they don't have a Harvard. <laughs> if uh... <laughs> yeah, they have a community college apparently. So so this was this was about Arsenal winning again, and you and we we talked about the refs uh, multiple times during this episode. So I was just let's nice to put a pin in that. Uh, right. Do you have anything else you want to say about your continued march to the title? Are you are you done yet? Are you over it? I don't know. I think it's I I think it's still on such a knife's edge because every sort of like underlying statistic I look at says Arsenal and City are far and away the best teams in the league, but City's a bit better. But Arsenal have had the rub of the green for some reason this season, and we happen to be five points ahead of them. And so every sign points to this one coming down to the final minutes of the season. I my heart rate is going to be elevated for months at a time now. Um, pray for you know check in with your Arsenal fans. I think the City fans, 
I think they're pretty used to it now. They've won four out of the last five. I don't think it means quite the same amount to them, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a crazy season. And, you know, we have like, we had, we, we pulled off that crazy win that involved the Emmy Martinez own goal off his head. You know not what I mean? Lucky, that was, la- that was like what, two weeks ago. You know what I mean? It's like every, we've had a bunch of these things break our way where I think in other seasons they didn't. And we also happen to be a pretty good team. And so I don't know. I mean, we, we have some we have some key injuries right now, but we also have Jesus back in training today. Wait, Jesus will rise again. Jesus has risen. <laughs> Share the good news, my friend. It's supposed uh, to be three days later. I feel like you've been waiting for half a season. <laughs> yeah, you have little faith. Um, no, it, we have we have. Uh, so I I don't know. I I I think that we will be in it till pretty close to the end. Um, but I think it's pretty much a coin toss based on how I see it. So I don't know. That's better than we've had for a long time. I keep trying to remind myself that the goal for this season was top four. So we'll see if we make it. <laughs> and the goal for us this season was top four in a cup. And I'm sitting here like just chewing on bad feelings. <laughs> so yeah. So our next topic is just whatever. Cause honestly it's so it's weird like, let me, can I give you an, another not soccer metaphor for how I feel at this moment? Yes. Imagine, go back, go back to your time machine to before you were married to your lovely wife and you had your lovely family mm-hmm. and you were someone who would go out on a date with someone. Back you, when I still had my time machine before back, I was married. <laughs> back when you had that time machine, before you sold it yeah. to pay for the family that you that you got. <laughs> um, but like. You're, you're dating someone in the early days. Like, you're, it's a little uncertain in the beginning as you get to know each other. You start having a good time. You see each other more and more and more. Things are you're like, oh, I could actually see this kind of going somewhere. And, like, not necessarily with any certainty, but, like, I could imagine it. I'm seeing all the right elements. Mm-hmm. And then that person, like, I don't know, gets wasted and, like, makes out with someone else at a bar. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that person suddenly reveals a huge skeleton in their closet that you're like, oh my God, I wish I had known this like mm. earlier in the Premier League season. Uh, so so where I'm at right now is things were a little uncertain beginning of the year. This team was a bunch of ass clowns last year. They were the laughing stock of the league, even though they finished sixth, it was like felt more like 15th. Yeah. Uh, and then we were hopeful for this new coach. He says all the right things, but like, who knows? This could take years. Then things are good. Oh, we're having a little fun together. We've we've won a couple of matches. Suddenly, we're like slowly crawling out of the basement of the league table. Oh, we're on the edge of the top four. We're in the top four. We're in third. We are inches away from second. We beat Barcelona, like, and all we lose to Arsenal. Like, there are some hiccups, and then all of a sudden, like, I just don't know how to feel because I can't think of any season in the 20, 20s. 20 years I've been a United fan. Like I can't mm. think of any season that really feels like this one where it's like a very Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. But the Jekyll is like some good Jekyll. <laughs> some like S class Jekyll. But then that Hyde is like, it's Hyde. Like there's an, it's not Jekyll and Jekyll. Yeah. You sound like you also don't know whether Hyde or Jekyll was the good one, the way that you're trying to pitch this metaphor to me. Elaine, he was a Jekyll. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't. I actually don't you know. Don't heckle a jackal, Terry. <laughs> well, <laughs> never heckle, heckle a jackal. Don't heckle a jackal. <laughs> could you, could I heckle that jackal a speckle? <laughs> I mean, I, how how would you feel if you were me? I know, I know, the Arsenal to United empathy is a difficult yeah. conversion system, but like, sure. as my friend Jeff, as my friend Jeff, who has slept on my couch, how do you, <laughs> how would you feel about like the like the there was like. We had those early losses, which feel like weren't indicative of this team in its final form. It was very much like getting into an accident during your DMV driver's test. Yeah. Where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing yet. This shouldn't count. Right. Yeah. Even like, you know, the, like I put this, the Liverpool loss is like a very different kind of loss than like the loss to Arsenal. Um, which, it feels like you know, cheating. Like, it feels like cheating. Yeah, like I, I think on some level the Arsenal one is like, well, we're a good team. We've beaten them before, but also they're a good team, and it's an away game for United. So like, you know, we'll see how it goes. Like, 50, like we got a chance, but it'll, it might might not go the right way. And it was a closest game. Whereas, like, I think this one probably shows how much more there is to be done. And I think it probably also like when you talked about Casemiro being hurt, it's like the. So dependent. We we are a team that has Arsenal are a team that I think has thirteen good players on it. You guys are a team that I think have eleven good players on it. City is a team that has thirty good players on it. You know, so there's that, and I think this is the part of the season where some of that shows. And so I think if I were you, I would still be like very. But I, a lot of this comes down to me, and I don't. I wouldn't over. I wouldn't overemphasize that seven nil if it were me, because I think that it, those are overemphasized in general. And so I think for me, I would just look at it and say, well, yeah, uh, that sucked really bad. And, and, but we're, I think you guys are still a very good team and I think you're on the upswing and I think 10 hog is a good coach and I think you have good young players and yeah. I feel like your estimate of how many good players United has is a bit influenced by recency bias with that one match, because otherwise you could argue we were almost doing no wrong for a while. Yeah. Like even losing to you away league leaders in the best league in the world, like going to be a tough match. Going to be a tough match. Right. The Villa one a few months ago where we randomly lost to them three, one for like almost no reason. It was what's his face's first match. I was going to say, was that Unai Emery's first match? Yeah. I was like, Ooh, maybe they're going to be a team now. That new manager bounce that was perfectly timed. Uh, Maybe you could explain that by that. But this, oh, I don't know, man. Whatever is kind of like, like this team kind of needs to earn back the exuberance I had felt up until today. Wow. I All right, want to play, play a game? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this game, uh, I know our point system has been fucked since we started, and I don't yes. remember what our score is. I think the top score now is either six or seven, and it was you, and I haven't come We only played two yet. games? Like one of each? I thought we'd played multiples. Because you made me do one that was like age, and then you made me do another one at least. Yeah. Age was the good one. I remember at, at least the 21st two games, day of November. Maybe three games. And I remember Guy Fawkes Day. Um, then let's, maybe I've we're not really playing. Like maybe we're not really playing for total score then. Maybe it's just like an exercise to fill airtime. No, no, this matters. <laughs> no, we play these games on the phone all the time. <laughs> all right, this game is called 
<laughs> Don't heckle a Jekyll. Um, now, this game is called <laughs> Best and Worst Ever, and it's inspired by the 7 0 oh, humiliation. Best and Worst Losses. I should have been Googling frantically. I should Don't have figured Google. it out. Do not Google, Jeff. Cheating will ruin this. All right. So, but Treat here's how it's going to work. of a pub quiz. Here's how it's going to work. I'm pretty sure you can have a good guess on uh, Arsenal's uh, best and worst ever, being an Arsenal fan. But you are going to, we're one at a time, going to say all of the teams in the top flight, and you're going to guess against who and the score. You don't have to guess the year, because uh, I feel like that's asking too much. But, like, I think I think you should be able to say, like, oh, it's, it's well, think about it. It's best and worst ever Best win and yeah. worst ever defeat. They're going to be high-scoring matches every time. So you already yeah. kind of know that. Yeah. You're going to have a guess if it's like, I don't know. We're just going I'm to going over and... 20, by the way. No, you're not. All right. So let's start with the A's. Arsenal. Arsenal. So what's the best ever result? Our best ever result. Best ever, like going back to 1886. Or a Premier League era. Prem, it looks like it's Premier League, so it's all gonna be like ninety as of the on or whatever. Hold on, I'm, qu- I'm quickly scanning. It's looking like I'm not seeing anything before ninety-five from anybody. Okay, cool. So, so I just gave you even more information. I'm making this very hard game much easier. <laughs> I am still getting nothing right. Um, I'm gonna say. Man, best so scoreline. So first, so guess the scoreline. That's easy because you can just sort of pull a number. And the best result would be not necessarily how many goals we scored, but the margin, right? Margin. Yeah. But it's often going to be a high goal scoring sure. number. Sure. Sure. Um. Man, so like a lot of the legendary it. ones don't sound that crazy. Like I'm, I must be missing one. I'm thinking there's one where we had a four nil against Liverpool. With the, it was the Arshavin one, but I feel like there should be more than that. Be that your final answer. Yes, because this will take too long if I hem and haul. Seven to nothing against two opponents. One in 2005, one in 2006. Seven nil versus Everton and a seven nil versus Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Ah, Middlesbrough. All right, so that was the best result. Worst, Worst result. will be that day that everybody would eight to be an arsenal fan right it says so much about arsenal fans that you would not know either of the two seven nil victories but you'd have burned into your mind the eight two loss also i mean i guess it just proves that whole point about like not them with liverpool beating us like you remember it probably because it's united if it was darby or lester or a third club that i could name right now Sure. Uh, you probably would care a little less about it, I guess. But all right, so you got one point. Boom. I'm glad <laughs> that I haven't been skunked, but I think that might legitimately be my last point. All right, I'm going to give you a point if you just guess the scoreline right. Okay. The, the team. <laughs> yes. The team. The team is bonus. So you just have to guess a number. What number yeah. am I thinking? Yeah. yeah. The category is numbers, and any number will get you. Eh? Unbeknownst to you, V is a number. All right, Aston Villa, best ever result. Mm, 5-1 against Birmingham. Kind of close. 7-will. 7-will? 7-will. 7-1 versus Wimbledon in 1995. Okay. 
worst right. worst result. Oh man, they probably had some real doozies over the years. I'm gonna say eight one against uh, Chelsea. Eight nil against Chelsea. No, <laughs> oh, it was so close. Jesus off the crossbar. Oh, that's say claimed by the keeper. Uh, sorry, mm. Jeff. That was. I really wanted you to get that one. I, I heard you saying eight, and I was like, "Can he do it?" <laughs> no, he can't. All right, Bournemouth. Ooh, they've been. They've even been trounced a bit this year. I think we beat them five nil. I want to say this year. Um, poof, poof. Uh, I would say six nil to the Arsenal. Six one. You just don't think that any of these teams can score, do you? <laughs> Against Hull in twenty sixteen, and then worst result. Um, worst We're in the bees now. So I'm going to speed this up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five one to Fulham. Bournemouth's worst result is nine nil against Liverpool. Uh, months ago. In I was going to say, August. oh, that's this year. I should have got that. I was trying to speed last, up. I actually knew, year, I knew they had been beaten 9 0 this year. God damn it. That was one of the uh, only ones I was going to get. Brentford, best result. Brentford, best result. Man, they in the Premier weird. League. And in the Premier League, this is going back like not that long. Uh, 3 0 against us? 4 0 against United. Uh, like, oh shit. That was also like a month ago. Two weeks before that Bournemouth 9-0 against Liverpool. <laughs> uh, and then what is their worst result? Again, Premier League. <sighs> worst result, Brentford. Uh, no idea. 5-2 to Man City. 5-1 versus Newcastle or 4-0 versus Aston Villa. Okay. Tied for both options there. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. Again, not not a ton of Premier League experience, but what's their sure. best result and their worst result? Uh, best result, 4-0 against um, Wigan. I'm going to give it to you because the answer is 4-0. Uh, and oh, the two, nice. options, two options are United and West Ham. Oh, United was uh, in May of last year, and this is the end of the Ralph oh, Rangnick era. Right. Okay. Um, and then four 0 against West Ham, uh, four days ago. <laughs> to speed this up, how about I just guess every team's worst one, and then you is tell me stupid. If it's just guessing no, I their- like. I really, it would be. This would have been a good game for me to come up with for you because you know more of this stuff, and you would get it. But I'm just a dummy, so I'm, I'm I'm better at the matches that involve suffering. I think. <laughs> All right, Chelsea. What is Chelsea's best result and worst result? Uh, Chelsea's probably got some big ones in there. I'm gonna say they have they have one against us. I think maybe like six nil against Arsenal. Jeez, this is for best for their best result. Yeah, they have two eight nils. One versus Wigan and one versus Villa. Okay. Um, and then their worst result. Um, 7-1 versus Spurs. Same differential. 6-0 versus City in 2019. Okay. Uh, 
That was also Mar- recent. Mar- Mauricio Sarri was uh, managing the men, and that was a sorry scoreline for sure. <laughs> Crystal wow, Palace. Crystal Palace. Ooh. Butt scratcher. Butt scratcher. <laughs> Five nil to Chelsea. I'm going to give it to you, Jeff. 5-0 to, to Leicester City in 2018. So you've got Boom. three points, or is it four points? <laughs> I should have one. Um, and their worst... Well, you because you've got the 8-0. I feel like, you, I feel like you've like you got I think I do have four, four points. Actually, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, know. so their worst, worst score... <laughs> is 6-0 against United. 7-0 against Liverpool mm. in 2020. I don't know what combination of accents that was uh everton is this therapeutic for you at all to realize like yeah how quickly every other team people will every, them? every team has gotten dicked by yeah. a similar score line that wasn't as good of a team as liverpool sometimes like the chelsea one that you just like literally less than a year later they lifted the champions league trophy and then sorry was fired <laughs> or no that was tuchel 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 took Oh, wasn't wasn't yeah, I was gonna say sorry was fired, then Tuchel took over, won the Champions League, and then and then he was fired. Yeah. <laughs> Everton. Uh, um, oh, they've had some doozies. Oh, I should remember these from earlier. Didn't oh gosh, you already told me this one, didn't you? Uh 7-0 uh, to Arsenal. All right, you get two points for one thing then. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that five or six points? Five, right? These and points then, are like whose line is it anyway? Anywhere? Whose line is it anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> whose yeah. line is it anyway? Like points every where it's like quiz shows points. It's like seven points or a billion points. <laughs> um. Then they lost. You didn't say their course. best result. Uh. Oh, their best result would have been eight nil against um Stoke. 7-1 versus Southampton, where they beat them in 96, and 7-1 versus Sunderland in 2007. Fulham. Fulham, America. Fulham. I'm going to go Fulham on this and say 8-0 to Manchester United. 6-0 uh, against Norwich in 05, and 6 Oh, this is their PR. good result. Yeah, yeah, we always do best first because alphabetically best comes before worst. Oh. And then the other side of that, I'll say 5-0 um, against United. 6-0 defeat to Hull. Hull it's hard to predict sometimes. By the Tigers. But also Fulham this year is like maybe the best Fulham since Clint Dempsey. Yeah, they are a good team. You you might even say that they are a better team than Dempsey's team. Uh, Leeds. Uh, 7-0 against Blackburn say if you, is it So this is their best result? Uh, yes. 6-1 versus Bradford City and a 6-1 versus Charlton Athletic. Bradford City was in the Premier League? Uh, in 2001, right, roughly around the time I became aware of the Premier League, this happened. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was not aware yet. I That's crazy. Guessed. They're in like League Four or whatever now. Who? Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. I, I, whenever heritage clubs fall that far down, it kind of sucks. Um, 
So, uh, Leeds' worst result. Uh, this is like a United thing, right? Like 6-1 against United? 7-0 to City two years ago. Mm, okay. Less, Leicester City. Uh, 4-0 against Norwich. Uh, they beat Southampton 9-0 in 2019. <gasps> wow. 9 Nine zero. Nine nine nine. And their worst result. Uh six nil against City. I'm just gonna yell out a team name. You say two numbers. Okay. Liverpool. Five Best. one. Well, they just uh, beat United by more goals than that. Oh, sorry. You're moving on to Liverpool. I thought you were doing that for the last one. Uh, 7-0 Liverpool. They've probably done better than nine, that, though, haven't they? 9-0 versus nil. Bournemouth uh, wow. in 2022, uh, last summer. And worse, worse result. Oh, that was another one I should have gotten because you already told me. And then worse result would be 4-0 against Arsenal? 6-1 to Stoke City in 2015 and 7-2 to wow. Villa in 2020. Wow. Weird so team. So that same Liverpool team conceded seven goals to Villa about two and a half years ago. Three, Sorry, three years ago. Okay. Man City, best result? 9-0 against the team you told me before. 8-0 versus Watford in 2019. Damn it. Uh, worst result? This is uh, six nil. Eight one versus Middlesbrough in two thousand eight. Just to show you, kids, if you get that oil money, look what it can yeah. do for you. Let it wash over. It'll wash that seven nil right out of your hair, Skyler. This is like from South Pacific. I'm gonna wash that man right out of my hair. It's at him <laughs> on his way. It's like some woman who's like doing her conditioning right next to a naval ship or some shit. Oh wow. I'm old. Um, all right, Manchester United. You're never going to guess this. Uh, seven nil. Yeah, it was our worst ever result. It really sucked. It hurt wow, real bad. Really, they've already got ever. a. They've already got a paragraph about it on this fucking website. Um, Damn. But what was our best result, Jeff? Give us some juice for that. Eight eight two. Nine nil versus Ipswich in '95. Oh wow. Uh, which I want to say that was like a York Cole like mega thing unless maybe was maybe was one of them not on the club yet in 95 i think that one of them scored five goals maybe mm. um and then we also nine nil southampton in 2021 which again no one fucking gave a shit about a month later like it yeah. was like it never really happened i couldn't even tell you who the manager was for southampton good point it might have been like Pochettino. No, not a, not in 2021. That's too late. Um, okay. Um, Newcastle. This is taking way longer than I thought it would. I'm so sorry. 8 0. Yes. Ding. Six, Boom. Is it six points. That's that you got? six. Ooh, I'm on a razor's edge here. Newcastle's worst result. Also 8 0. 6-0 to United in 08, and 6-0 to Liverpool in 2013. Again, no one cares about that. <laughs> um, Nottingham Forest. Ooh, they got... 
kicked around a bit this year. Um, Premier League, though. They haven't been in the Premier League that much. Uh, 5-0? 7-1 versus Sheffield Wednesday in 95. Mm. Seven, or, sorry, fuck, I fucked it up. I told you. I already told you what are the numbers for worst. 7-1. 7 nil to Blackburn in 95, and also an 8-1 to Manchester United in 99, the treble year. Uh, Southampton. Uh, 9-0 for worst. 8 nil versus Sunderland. 9 nil for worst. 9 nil for, okay, then you get a point because they got two 9 nils against Leicester and United. We've talked about both, so you have seven points. Uh, Spurs, you should know this, Jeff. Don't you know all of the Spurs fixture results dating back to the 50s? Probably not. Um, 8 nil. 9-1 against Wigan in 2009. Remember that. Or sorry, that was their, that was their best result. 9-1 beating Wigan. Mm-hmm. Who was their who was their worst defeat to? Uh 6-0 to Liverpool. 7-1 to Newcastle in 1996. Weird. Um uh, West Ham. All right. Last two. West Ham. I'm going to say 7-1. Close. 6-0 versus Barnsley. Okay. And what's I'm their worst say result? Seven one for this one as well. Then Rural seven one. one is the worst result against both Manchester United in two thousand and Blackburn Rovers in two thousand one. So you have seven I points. I got eight points. No, eight? Was, I thought it was up to seven. We'll we'll do the math later. We'll VAR this. All right, let our fa- fans tweet at us. <laughs> yeah, let our um, fan. Hey, Spidey fans, tweet at us. <laughs> All right, um, Wolverhampton Wanderers is our final team. Uh, game 8-1. 4-0 is their best ever win. They do not score goals. Wow, they don't like it up them. Uh, and then 7-1. So they also don't concede as many goals. 5-0 to Chelsea, to Fulham, and to United. So okay. Wolves, Wolves likes to keep things boring. Typically. I was going to say, so, I bet you a lot of teams have like several 5-0s in their closets. Oh, yeah. You know? So this whole game was just an exercise in perspective for me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Did it work? No, I'm still upset. And uh, I just can't wait for the end of the day when I can drink alcohol or smoke marijuana. (laughs) And I just can't wait to be drunk. (laughs) Sorry, Jonathan Taylor Thomas as the alcoholic lion. (laughs) (laughs) Is he an alcoholic lion now? Or is he just like a rich guy who doesn't care about... He goes, Joke. everybody look left. And then they look left and he takes a shot. <laughs> everybody look right. <laughs> <laughs> everybody look. Uh, and then they're like, everybody stop. And then yeah. he points and then just gets hit by the front of a bus. He's pointing <laughs> at, at those lights. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jeff. I think this hour and a half long podcast has been a long enough funeral for me, don't you think? I think think so to be fair half hour of that was your very fun <laughs> it was as fun as asparagus or chores um <laughs> all right dude let's hope the next time that we talk there's just like not like a soccer 9-11 to discuss let's for hope. me let's hope all right bye jeff bye meet the suckers meet the suckers
hey